With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Sharp Money here on VSIN. There are backs. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all Shaw alongside the big fellas back. Dustin Swedelson back. I know I'm happy to have you back, Dustin. I don't know if you're happy to be back. Or no, I, if we're being honest, I'm not happy anywhere. Okay. That, Wait a minute. You're not I, happy I, on vacation? That, no. <laughs> Why not? My vacation was horrible. Why? I'm sorry to hear that. I, because I'm an idiot. That's why. Because I chose to visit my best friend and ended up on babysitting duty for four days. Then visited my family, where I then ended up on babysitting duty for four days. It was a massive mistake. I totally botched it. Family's not that important. It wasn't a holiday. Save my trips to see my family for them. For this, I should have went somewhere where I just got drunk and passed out on a beach and came back here purple. What are you, Thanos now? I wish, because if I could, I could snap. I, w- I want to snap. You would have snapped and canceled the vacation. And start like the that. vacation over and regroup. <laughs> oh, man. But we're, we're happy you're back, you're back Dustin. Uh, I echo what Amon just said. Uh, it's a shame that the trip did not go the way that you planned. But, see, Dustin was, was so incensed by the trip that he booked us a heck of a show today. He did. I saw that. Bobby Skinner, MLB Dream. Ben McDonald, who, of course, uh, Baltimore Orioles analyst, uh, Bobby Skinner on Talking Giants versus the world in the uh, in the John Boy media circles. Uh, Fezzik's in studio in the last hour. And then Ben Raven of the uh, of MLive.com covers the Lions. The Lions, we're actually going to start with the Lions because there was a scare in the Detroit Metro today at training camp for Detroit. Uh Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, their big pickup in the secondary, coming over from Philadelphia this offseason, them all, went down with a non-contact knee injury. Always scary to see that. The recent reports, though, Field Yates of ESPN, uh, a little over an hour ago, maybe two hours ago now, MRI on C.J. CJ Gardner-Johnson revealed no structure of damage to the knee considered day-to-day which is obviously great news for Detroit Amal, a team that is the betting favorite in the NFC North. You have to lay almost $2 for them to make the playoffs. A very different circumstance for these Lions here in 2023. Yeah, it's always different when you're the hunted as opposed to the hunter. 
And in this particular instance with this Detroit team, if C.J. Gardner-Johnson is down for an extended period of time, it could be a real problem. Now, they are optimistic. It's not going to require season-ending surgery, but it's still too early to tell and evaluate. Uh, it's not going to matter in terms of the betting line uh, as of yet, but we'll see how it impacts this team defensively. Where do you come out on the Detroit Lions defensively? Defensively, Amal, they have to be better. They were horrible a year ago. Well, that's I mean, they, they can't be, be worse, better. right? They have to be better. But you know, I want to I want to hear from the head coach. I want to hear from the head coach because we have some audio uh, with Dan Campbell, who again, the hype train is big, and the defense is expected to be better. The offense is expected to be every bit as good. It was during the second half. Here's how Man Campbell said it yesterday at a press conference at training camp for the Lions of how the Lions are handling the hype. I think is always the thing that's going to worry you is the hype train. I mean, as with most coaches, you know, this thing is just taking off and it's out of control right now. And, and that's fine as long as we stay focused on the job at hand and the work. I just keep going back to that. Uh, we got to put the work in and, uh, and earn it. Campbell, of course, getting the Lions over 500 a year ago, Amal. And, you know, to take your question on the defensive side of the ball with Detroit, I think Aiden Hutchinson's in for a gigantic year. He was really good on the back end of the season in his rookie year last year. That Lion defense, which was an abject disaster the first three months of the year, was better as the year, as we got to December, granted, they had a few weaker offenses mixed in there, and their defense failed them in that Carolina game, which ended up being the loss that ended up sinking the ship permanently for Detroit a year ago. But with the additions they had this offseason, again, especially if Gardner Johnson is able to be healthy them all, all they have to do with that offense, again, I don't think that offense is going to be 26 points a game good like it was last year. But if you improve, become a defense that allows a little bit over 21 a game, you're going to be in a positive point differential with the way that offense is constructed. You're absolutely right. I think the offense is only going to get better. Last year, they averaged 25.1 points per game. They'll improve upon that. You mentioned the one-and-a-half-point negative differential for them per game. If they can just get a couple of points better, forget the five, they can get two to three points better. I think that's huge. But I think this offense they've got a chance to really step up. You know, Jared Goff is, I think, as a player that many people, including myself, had written off. He had a nice year. Amon Ross St. Brown, what was he? Was he a second or a third-round pick? I don't remember out of USC. But he's a guy that has really emerged. He's done a great job for this team. Th- uh, fourth round, wow. Yeah, four. Thank you, Dustin. Um, I didn't realize he was drafted that low. But, look, he has really excelled and done a nice job. This team's got some talent. There's no question about that. I still like the addition of Jameer Gibbs. The problem that is with him is that he was drafted 12th. And, you know, it depends on how you evaluate a guy and where you think he should be. But this team really has the capability and playing in a controlled environment. Think about this. Let's assume, I think they have this year uh, nine home games. Is it? Is the NFC no, with the nine? It's, 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 eight, 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 okay. it's eight. So they're going to play at least nine games in a dome, playing in Minneapolis as well. So. This team's in a great position, not to mention if they're playing, you know, some other teams where they might be in a dome situation on the road. They they really have, they're at the Saints. Um, so they they really have some opportunities to have a good season. And I think at the Chargers as well and so far. Jared Goff playing eleven games in a dome, that bodes extremely well for him. Warm weather in Tampa as well, early in the season for this Detroit team. Again, they're they're plus one forty to win the NFC North and a win total of nine and a half, which again, you have to get to 10 wins. You have to be a double digit win team to go over that nine and a half of them all. And 
There are obviously some suspensions as well for violating the NFL's gambling policy, including Jameson Williams is going to be on the shelf with that suspension for the first half of the season. David Montgomery in there now. You mentioned Gibbs, who I thought the Lions had the weirdest draft, where the Lions actually had a really good draft, but the sequencing of how they made the picks was off. No, you're absolutely so, uh, you know, you know, and and you look at the way that the offense is constructed, adding Laporta as well. I don't think they're going to miss Jamison Williams as much, and getting him back midseason is only going to make them stronger on the back end. Well, remember, Jamison Williams didn't start playing until December. Correct. So it's not like he was a catalyst in this team in terms of what they were doing. So that's why I'm not really that concerned about his situation. Uh, you know, he's going to obviously, as you alluded to, he's going to be sus- uh, suspended. Uh, Cephas, Stanley, Barry Hill, CJ Moore, all these guys that are suspended. It's just unfortunate uh, when you look at it from that standpoint, the impact it could have on this team initially. I don't think it's going to be as big, but it just sounds worse than it really is at times when you just mentioned four names. Williams, six games, so about a third of the season. So he'll be back in week seven when they go to Baltimore to take on the Ravens Detroit with a week nine bye as well. Just keeping it in the NFC North real quick. Amal, where we talked about this a week ago, where Green Bay has been hidden this divisional market. They were 5-1, to one, plus 475 most of the summer. And then last week, they go all down to $4, even full plus, uh, plus 400. They have the same win total as the Chicago Bears. They actually have the same odds as the Bears for everything but the Super Bowl. Minnesota, the division champion a year ago at 8.5, win total plus 275 in the division. Even though I like Detroit, I think Detroit is going to be a team that is in the playoff conversation all year. I cannot bet them in the division market, a plus 140 at that number, when I'm having teams that are behind them in the odds that I think are pretty close to them talent-wise. So I would they are the last team I would bet in the division market, a plus 140. I would agree with you completely. I thought the number's too short. The one thing that I'm having a hard time understanding is how a – 13-4 and four Minnesota team, despite the fact that they lose Dalvin Cook uh, and they lose uh, Zadarius Smith on that defense, how all of a sudden they go back to eight and a half wins behind the Detroit Lions. I get a drop-off from 13, if you say nine and a half, maybe nine, but plus 275 to win the division. Uh, to me, I think there can be an argument made very strongly for Minnesota, a decent argument for Green Bay, and even a slight argument for the Chicago Bears to be able to win this division. Both the Packers and the Bears are at four to one. You know, Minnesota's team regress this year. Everyone's going to be on it. Them and the Giants are the two teams that everyone's going to look at and say, all right, they won all those close games. It's going to turn against them. They're going to regress to the negative. Unlike some other teams where, even though I don't think the the Raiders are a team that people say, oh, they're going to regress because they had a bad record in close games. No, 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 no. When you have a bad coach, you're going to lose games that are close. That's the problem with the Raiders. For Minnesota, and Dustin, I brought this up last week, if the Vikings replicate what they did a, a year ago, the best bets should be Kevin O'Connell, the win coach of the year. So there's two things that feel very, very square right now. Saying that the Lions are over are, are, are the, the team to back this year because they're fun, because mm-hmm. everyone falls in love with the Campbell shtick. And the other one is in the same division, that the Vikings are going to regress because they had an easy schedule because everyone loves the not Kirk Cousins. But I don't know if either of you have turned on this, this quarterback show on Netflix. And mm-hmm. it's really good. But what comes across to me is Kevin O'Connell understands how to speak to human beings. I 100% agree like, with that. His communication skills, his teaching ability, in the few clips that we get 
of him interacting with Kirk, whether it's before a game or in interviews or on the sidelines. He's very good at balancing things, at very good at communicating what he wants, at explaining what went right, what went wrong. I'm very impressed with Kevin O'Connell, not just the football coach. I think, like, the, the, the strategy part of it, he seems like he's a good coach who has a good system, but him, the communicator, much better than I've done over the last 90 seconds, has really impressed me. Well, well I will say this, too, with, with just the moment, that was, I think it was episode three, where, and I think it was the Arizona game, where Cousins comes over to the, to the, the sideline, basically like a raving lunatic, yeah. screaming, and O'Connell's like, you got to calm down. Yeah, but he, goes, he, but he, said it, he goes, you, you just need to calm down yeah, right now. And he said it very perfectly. calmly. He said it perfectly. He said it much, calm, much calmer than I just said it there <laughs> across on the air. All right, we're going to get rolling as we do here on this show. We're going to baseball next. Deadline a little over a week away. Shoei going to stay in Anaheim and more next Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Want to get in on the fantasy action, but sick of managing your roster? Sick of player injuries ending your year? With Best Ball and DraftKings, you get the best of your team all season long. This year, DraftKings, the best ball contest is bigger than ever. With $10 million in guaranteed cash prizes up for grabs, for a limited time, you can join DraftKings' largest best ball contest ever. Get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars as soon as the draft is over. Start playing best ball today. Download the DraftKings app. Use the code SHARP. Enter the Best Ball Millionaires contest today on DraftKings. Say draft your team right now. Automatically rack up the points from all your scores. No ads, drops, trades, or I should have played them instead. 
So what are you waiting for? Head to the DraftKings app. Download the app. If you haven't, have it already. Sign up with the code SHARP and start playing best ball today. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. One per customer. Often required $10 entry fee. Bonus issued is $10 DK. See DraftKings.com slash promotions for details. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money. I'm Jeff Parles. Amal Shah, Dustin Sweetelson here as well. Good to have the big guy back. Bobby Skinner with us in 15 minutes. Saquon Barkley. Bad situation with him and the Giants. We were on the air last week when I was going down them all. Barkley not in training camp for Big Blue. We'll get Bobby's thoughts on that and more in 15 minutes' time. But, all, let's go to some baseball here. We're a week plus away from the deadline. They now put it on August 1st. Why did they move it to August 1st? Did you, just because? There's no real I, well, reason for that? I think they wanted to get rid of the the other the the waiver deadline after, so the people just made moves at one deadline. Oh, okay. I, so. I, I think they should push the trade be- deadline back to September first. September first? You're going back to the old waiver. Deal well, first of all, I don't know if I sounded like I was stuttering, but yes, September first. Why so late? Because then what it does two things: it allows teams that are out of contention to really do away with the players that they don't need, get some play acquisitions, and also then teams don't burn their farm system to get a guy if they think they're in contention and all of a sudden they fall by the wayside. Right now, the Yankees would make a move to go get guys. But if we go to September 1st, then the Yankees may not, and I'm not trying to defend the Yankees, but they may say, hey, you know what? We're eight and a half back behind Baltimore, Tampa, and Toronto. Let's just, we're going to let it go. I, I feel like you keep teams around longer from, a, from just a marketability standpoint in terms of what you're selling to your home fans. And at the same time, you don't end up making desperate moves because, like, the, the Padres are a perfect example of a team. They could really catch fire because the talent is there. Musgrove didn't pitch particularly well yesterday, but Blake Snell has been outstanding. This team has pitched well. They could really be in a position. Why trade away Josh Hader, Blake Snell? Go ahead. I, I know you're objecting. Well, my, my point would be that is just from the perspective of the teams that are contending. This is also an advantageous position for the teams that are not contending to rebuild their farm systems and replenish what they have. I don't disagree with you, but I feel like if you're a team right now that has a chance to really make a push in the postseason like Baltimore, let's say we went to September. Baltimore's in great position. They're going to make the playoffs in all likelihood. But I feel like if you get to September and the Orioles all of a sudden are sitting there in first place with the best chance to have the best record in the American League, you're like, hey, wait a minute. We can go get Shohei Otani. We're going to give up a ton of picks. I think they would do that for the one-month rental in the postseason more so than do that in that August. they're more locked in. Yes. Okay, that, that makes – so you're so you're actually saying if we push it to September, yeah. these teams could get better packages because they know that they're making the postseason. Right, like they, that's the, fair. The time frame of like the one month doesn't mean as much for the team in the regular season. But I'm like, hey, if I'm if I'm any team like Baltimore or Tampa, Texas, Houston's obviously been there, won a couple of rings. Atlanta's been there, but Milwaukee's a perfect example. You imagine if you're the Brew Crew, you're like, guys. And let me just ask you this in general in sports. If I do, we always we always talk about the Akeem Olajuwon, Michael Jordan. Well, you had to take Jordan. No, nobody knew Jordan was going to be this great except Bobby Knight. Bobby, Bobby Knight was the only one who said it, right? He goes, he goes, we need a center in Portland. He goes, well, draft him and play him at center. But <laughs> everybody else, if you said to me as an owner, you're going to get a, an, a Hall of Fame person and a Hall of Fame player and Akeem Olajuwon, you're going to win two twi- titles, you're going to say, where do I sign up for that, even if that encompasses 30 years? Uh, well, first off, even though it ended up being the quote-unquote wrong pick, there was nothing wrong with taking no, no, no. I'm not saying it was, it was a wrong pick just yeah. because Jordan won six. Oh, that's no, all, yeah. look, there's nothing wrong with that. It was obviously like you mentioned with yeah. Portland uh, taking Sam Bowie over uh, 
over Michael Jordan. That did not work out for the Blazers, as we all know. Not working. I, I'm just saying that, like Milwaukee, Tampa, Baltimore. I think Baltimore is the injury. If you if yeah, you were going to do the, the number one team, that's like yeah. I almost want to bet them to acquire every pitcher at DraftKings. You know what I mean? And like bet them in anticipation of them acquiring one or two pitchers here, because that's the vibe I get from them is that they know that's all they really need to put them over the top. So you know what? Let's start with Blake Snell then. Because I know. Which would break our hearts. It would totally aggravate you guys because it would basically blow up your NL Cy Young bets. Uh, no, I have a bunch of others. But, well, by, by the way, but, Dustin already started with the aggravation during the commercial break when we started talking about Bama. And he told it us it wasn't even bat. intentional. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we talked about the quarterback situation. Yeah, Go ahead. Sorry. You, you guys will have a lot on that tomorrow. Yeah. You and Jared Smith are on this show tomorrow. Uh, do plenty of that there. But Blake Snell right now, so he's minus 130 to stay with the Padres. Love it. Which I'm a little surprised with. Things I love to hear. So, so for those that don't know, Amal and I both have 40 to 1, 35 to 1. I have 25 to 1, 23 to 1. We went all in very early on Blake Snell before his hot streak, and we do not want him to get traded to the American League. Well, minus 130, which, again, the Padres right now are six behind the San Francisco Giants and the Arizona Diamondbacks in the wild card, which is just close enough to convince yourselves, all right, you're still in it, I think. With especially with the way that I mean the Marlins finally won a game after the All-Star break yesterday. The Phillies been all over the place. The Diamondbacks and the Giants have lost like a by nine straight. There's some regression happening. There's reg- a I, lot I, of regression. If I may happening. add one other thing, Dustin, some more good news. We're half we're one out away from picking up half a game as the Giants are about to go down five one to the Tigers. Gotta add every that's a pretty, positive. That's a pretty bad loss if that holds there. Dude, what? Well, Scooble was on the bump down. today. Oh, Stripling. No, for the for the Giants. Scooble for the Tigers. Scooble yeah. was awesome yeah. again. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. at like, look, yeah. I know he's coming back and he's gonna be on an on an innings limit. He I I don't know he's if the Tigers stuff. are the timeline lines up to build around him, but he's got electric stuff with that left arm. I maybe he's a guy who gets moved. Who knows? So Snell here, minus one thirty to go to San to stay in San Diego, plus seven fifty to go to Texas, Baltimore eight to one, Dodgers ten to one. Yankees. Why are the Yankees on this list? I mean, what universe are the Yankees buying here? They're in last place. They're in last place. Judge is not back yet. They stink. And also the problem for the Yankees is they have no one that they can sell because no, what piece would you want? Well, they have prospects, but they're hoping their prospects would be playing. Like, right. They like, have a lot of young guys that they're trying to w- make Yankee fans wait for. But when you're a Yankee fan, that's not what you sign up for. I don't understand that them. The next team on the list, though, on the odds board, the Reds. That's got to be the bet here, right? But I hate him in that ballpark. Well... Well, gives I, up homers, walks. Yeah, it's not a great mix. I, I think Amal and I would both acknowledge that we like our tickets, but we don't trust Blake Snell to finish things off for us for Cy Young. Well, there's no question about that, but I'm looking at the Padres' schedule. Uh, the White Sox, the Giants, the Cardinals, the Rockies, the A's. Please don't trade Blake Snell. Yeah, please. It's, it's a good stretch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a really good stretch for our guy. <laughs> and look, we have such a big number on him that maybe he can get pushed up to the favorite and then the numbers on Gallon and Strider get long. But for as, as far as betting where he'll play after August 1st and the deadline, Cincinnati's the one that makes sense. To I me. mean, it absolutely makes sense. But I'm all brought it up. A series against Pittsburgh this weekend and a series against Texas this weekend at Petco is really going to dictate what happens for San Diego at the trade deadline. All right, let's get to the big name. Let's get to Otani. I don't think this is much of a debate here. He's minus 300 to stay with the Angels. 
I would lay it. I just don't really? see. I don't see. Again, I'm not going off of what the proper move is. By the way, Giants 10 to 1, Dodgers 11 to 1. Any other team that is not offered 13 to 1, love that. I, Yankees, like, so, Yankees 14 to 1, so, Braves 15 to 1, uh, Orioles 18 to 1, Mets 25 to 1. So any team I did not mention isn't at any other team of all. So you can bet the other seven markets, right? Giants, yeah. Dodgers, Yankees, Braves, Orioles, Mets. That's six teams, and any other team is seven. And then the Angels, the minus 300. You could actually bet every one of the seven bets and still make a profit as long as he gets traded because they're 10 to one or better. Oh, interesting. All I'm saying is if the angels don't trade him, anybody that's listening right now in orange County, if you ever go to another angels game, you should have your fandom stripped. There's no way you can support a team that's committing this type of malpractice. Otani is a phenomenal, not once in a a generation, once in a lifetime type of player. But you have to get the haul and the return for him. What are you going to do? Lose him in two months? I don't understand this. It's like if I say to you, your house can be sold right now for X amount of dollars or eminent domain is going to take over and they're just going to give you X amount of dollars on it. You might as well take what you can get maximum value right now. So so I'm going to counter that with one argument Then I'm going to think of it in a way that may not be the most educated way. The only way that I think Artie Moreno thinks that he can possibly bring Otani back, and I don't think he is going to be able to bring him back, is if he is the incumbent. If he is the team that he's playing for still. If he trades him, and that's it. He's never coming back. Jeff, this isn't Congress. Incompetency incompetency doesn't get rewarded here. He's going to the Dodgers if he ends up staying with the Angels, but I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm on record, he will end up signing with the Mets. Steve Cohen is going to overpay by a large amount. And just like mine in Jeff's life, it will ruin Otani's. <laughs> Bobby Skinner talking Giants of the World with us next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL betting guide currently out, and our college football guide drops next week. Get previews and predictions for every D1 team, conference best bets on futures and season win totals as well. Plus an in-depth breakdown of how you can use our betting splits and power ratings to make you a smarter, better this season. Sign up before the end of July and receive both guides and full VEASAN Pro access all the way through the big game at the early bird discount special of $175. Or sign up for a monthly subscription get your first 30 days for only $19 to see everything we can offer here at VEASAN Up Your Betting Game. Don't miss out. This offer ends on July 31st, one week from today. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to take advantage of these special offers and become part of the VEASAN family. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all Shaw alongside Dustin Sweetelson, back from vacation. And now joining us, though, he hosts the Talking Giants podcast in the John Boy universe. Bobby Skinner with us right now. Bobby, thanks for hopping on with us today. What's going on, fellas? I'm getting ready to uh, get up to Jersey for camp. I'm pumped. It's uh, it's uh, a good time of year. It's a good time of year, Bobby. Everyone has mostly good thoughts about where their team's going to go, but we have to start off with what happened a week ago, basically right at this time. Uh, obviously, Saquon Barkley not at camp. Giants and Saquon can't get a deal done long-term and Bobby, I'll just ask you right out of the gate here. Do you think a deal gets done before the season? And if it doesn't, do we, do you think we see Saquon at all this year? Yeah. I mean, obviously they can't get a long-term deal done. 
you know, uh, because of the mm-hmm. the rules and the deadline. But they could re- they could negotiate some type of one year deal. But at the end of the day, Saquon Barkley is going to be playing football this year. The only way that didn't happen doesn't happen is if that Zoom call that all the running backs had the other night was they all plan to sit out or sit in. But at the end of the day, Saquon Barkley cares too much about his image, like very hyper focused on his self, on his image and making the most of being in the New York market, that he's going to play games. Now he's going to miss all of training camp and it's going to be a storyline and he should do what he can to make the giants uncomfortable enough to make them not franchise tag him next year. But at the end of the day, Saquon Barkley is going to play uh, football for the New York giants or else he'd be throwing money away. I love the way you broke that down, particularly with him not wanting to miss out being in that New York market. When you look at this Giants team, they played well down the stretch. Uh, Daniel Jones was tremendous running the football in the playoff game and overall against the Minnesota Vikings. Just give me your assessment from covering this team, how you view Daniel Jones within this organization. Yeah, I mean, Daniel, it's, you know, we have these conversations of it's either you're a top five quarterback or bust sometimes, but there is value in being like a solid, good quarterback, which I think Daniel Jones falls into. The question is, can he get into the consistency of being in like the Dak Prescott range where he hasn't shown that over his career? He'll never be in the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow type range, but can he be in that solid range that Alex Smith found himself for some time? And we know last year, I think should give confidence. If you have bought in on Daniel Jones is, they did it really with no help around him besides Saquon Barkley, which is a running back handing it off to and having a good running game. But in the receiving game, there was not much help on the outside. It was more Daniel Jones making those guys better. So now they add Darren Waller. You draft some speed in Jalen High. You get Paris Campbell, who had some success last year with the Colts. And at least you have like a baseline of you can put three wide receivers on the field where the first half of last season – they couldn't run three tight end for or three wide receiver formations because the third one was David Sills or a washed up Kenny Galladay. So uh, if you're hoping for, you know, best quarterback, top five in the league, no. But Daniel Jones is comfortably a solid quarterback in the NFL. Bobby, I was uh, just about to ask you about the receiving core. Obviously, you bring up the big trade with Vegas bringing in Waller, which gives the Giants uh, an elite tight end for the first time in a, in a long while. And then just looking at the rest of the receiving core, Obviously, Shepard coming off significant injury. Slayton there still. Isaiah Hodgkins was one of the better stories in the league last year. Just you mentioned it there. You expect this receiving core to be significantly better than a year ago. Not even. It's at least they can run out three guys. Where right. that was like once they. That's why Isaiah Hodgkins was so important for the Giants last year. It wasn't because he's some star player. He's not going to be a star in the NFL. He's a good story, but. They were just able to run 11, you know, three wide receiver uh, personnel. But now where one injury doesn't throw them, you know, uh, away, where they added Paris Campbell, yeah, drafted Jalen Hyatt, who some viewed as a first-round pick, um, Sterling Shepard back. They even, they even signed Cole Beasley, who was getting serious playing time for the Bills last year, and we know fits what Brian Dable likes to do, despite being 34 years old. Um, so at least they'll have guys that they can run out there, and then you have the Darren Waller, and Saquon Barkley type stars on the team where there's going to be less stress on those guys. And, you know, we know Brian David won coach of the year. Mike Kafka comes from Kansas city. They're going to figure out ways to get the ball in Darren Waller's hands. Uh, as long as he's on the field. Bobby, when you look at this team from a defensive standpoint, tell people that don't follow the giants that closely, what you think are some strengths and what some potential weaknesses are or pitfalls for them could be. 
The strength is the pass rush. If that four core four can stay healthy, Dexter Lawrence was all pro last year. Leonard Williams is very capable still. And then Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari. How well can Aziz stay on the field? How much does Kayvon Thibodeau grow in year two, which we do see a nice bump there. But when those four guys are on the field, their pass rush look really good. Uh, where they're going to struggle is they have a rookie outside corner. Their nickel corner is Cordell Flott, who didn't even play much in the nickel last year. Uh, and then Adore Jackson, who was there a really good player, but has missed games every single year. And then opposite of Xavier McKinney, I mean, there's five different guys who can win that second safety spot. And if five guys can win it, that means that no one out there is, is separating themselves from the rest of the pack. So Wink Martindale is going to pressure and throw a lot of pressure. And he's got some guys up front that can do it on their own on one-on-ones, but it's can, can teams not can they stop teams from picking on one bad corner, which Deontay Banks as a rookie has capability has probably going to struggle to start. How well is their nickel corner? It's how, how well are teams, how well are they able to hide those guys on a team? Bobby, the giants were excellent in one score games a year ago. Obviously everyone points to the Vikings as the darling last year, but the giants were really good in their own right last year. Is there any concern for you going into this year that there's going to be some sort of regression in those one-score games, unlike last year where the Giants got it done most of the time? That that gives you worry because their margin of error was so small last year with the talent on the roster. Now, they've upgraded some talent, but they still there's still some very glaring spots, and even if you like a starter at his position, the, the depth is really bad. To me, what would worry me about regression for the Giants more so than the one-score games, which is always a classic case to look at, but even if you feel really good about the Giants growing, they're still clearly the third-best team in their own division, right? Like, the Cowboys and Eagles are clearly better teams, at least on paper, than than the New York Giants. The Eagles, by a mile, the Cowboys, I think, are respectably better. That's the thing that worries me, is when you're not even top two in your own division— you know, you're like you said, you're gonna need those one score games to go right. Like you can't have any blips on the radar. So that's the thing that would worry me the most about the Giants is that they're you know, they're closer to the commanders than they are the Eagles. Giants uh, season win total, Bobby said at seven and a half. Would you go over, under, or the numbers kind of right where it should be and this team could be a seven, eight win team in your estimation? I think over. I mean, last year they got nine wins yeah. with not very much talent again, good in those one scores games, but I think that's where coaching shows up and Brian Dable was coach of the year. Wink Martindale was a really good coach where I think there, unless Daniel Jones were to get injured, I think eight wins would probably from the fan base's view, not be uh, what they expected, but still again, over that seven and a half. So I, I think they have a floor of being, you know, an eight win team and a, and a, and a ceiling of 10, which is not very much range, but still. Bobby, one last one before we let you go to giants right now to make the playoffs plus plus one sixty. At DraftKings, the no is minus 120, or excuse me, minus 190, I should say. Would you take that plus 160 on the Giants to make the postseason for the second straight year? Uh, I like the, I like betting on the plus 160 more than the minus, so I would say that. Uh, you know, you look around the rest of the NFC, there's, you know, it's not a powerhouse like the AFC, uh, the AFC and you, you know, who's the best quarterback in the NFC? You know, like, Jalen hurts, you know, where the AFC is locked. So I, I think the giants with their coaching staff with improvements uh, and uh, Daniel Jones to kind of keep that ship steady, gets them in the playoffs. But I think it will be by, you know, they are the second or third wild card team. He's 
He's Bobby Skinner. You can find him on the Talking Giants podcast on the tweets at Bobby Skinner underscore. Bobby, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. You. Bobby Skinner, everyone. I'm all just one one thing for me on, on Big Blue here. Yeah. I am a little concerned on the regression, obviously. But one thing that helps them, and this is why maybe Minnesota does not have as much regression, if you think Kevin O'Connell is a good coach. Yeah. Brian Dable is an excellent coach. He proved that a year ago, and seeing what happened to Josh Allen in the second half of last season I think also proves that as well. That's the biggest argument for that the Giants won't have regression. It's because they have an elite coach. Well, I would agree with you there. To me, and I like the way he kind of broke down Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is solid. I'm not as high on him as maybe Bobby was, but... I got to see consistency out of uh, Daniel Jones for me with this receiving core that is subpar in my opinion. Coming up next, are these bets dead or alive? We discuss them next on Sharp Money. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonus instantly. Use the pro- promo code VSIN when you sign up. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, Amal Shaw. Dustin Sweetelson's here. MLB Dreams with us in the next segment. We'll get some baseball plays from him. You know, Dustin, with you back here, we get to look at some numbers in baseball odds before we welcome in Dream. And one of these on your list of dead or alive, and I'm curious on what them all thinks as well, and I, based off of how you were pro moving the trade deadline back and mentioning one team, I think you may be in favor of this. On Saturday and Sunday, Bet Prep, another show I do on a network. I've been saying for at least six weeks now that the Baltimore Orioles are not respected in the market. There are two games in front of the Tampa Bay Rays right now. They are still disrespected in the market. 
They're 16 to 1 to win the World Series. They have the number one seed in the AL. I don't care that their pitching is questionable. They have two monsters at the back of the bullpen, and then Cano and Batista. They have unbelievable, youthful talent that I don't think is running into a wall. How is this still 16 to 1 of all? How are we still getting a good price on a team on July 24th that's the number one seed in the American League? Because it's like so many times you see this in maybe the NFL or in the NBA, you see a team and they look like on paper. Memphis, for example, right? They had a better record than the Lakers, but the Lakers were the yeah, favorite but in the you series. Yeah, buying Memphis, though, to, to, to be a team Okay, like that, but though. based on your argument, why are you buying Baltimore? My point is... Because they're really good. <laughs> well, Memphis had a really good regular season. All I'm saying is that sometimes when you look at certain teams, yes, they're having a great year right now, 61 and 38. That gives them the best record in the American League. And really, by three games over anybody else in the loss column, which is an impressive feat. But if I said to you, you can take any team you want right now in the American League, is Baltimore your first yes. choice? Absolutely. Okay, well, that's fair. Absolutely. I mean, also potentially buying low on them because yeah. they are a team with a ton of prospects, especially position player prospects, which tend to hold more value in the trade market, that the expectation is they could add a couple of arms. The question is what level of arm they're going to add, what kind of impact it has. But I'd also like to make the case that Grayson Rodriguez can be thought of as an addition here in the second half because he's a young 23-year-old right-hander with a massive arm. They sent him down to the minors to work them some things out. And I watched his start the other day on my vacation and Much they left, better. They left him in a little bit too long against the Dodgers on the 17th. Then he came back against the Rays at Tampa, five and two-thirds, six strikeouts, two earned. He has ace stuff if they can manage him. I don't think he can go deep into games yet, but that's fine. You know why? They have an elite bullpen. Well, so that... you all of a sudden you go into rotation. They add an arm. They have Rodriguez. They have a couple other guys with experience. Kyle Bradish has been a revelation this year. Don't know what's gotten into him. They are a very, very solid team, and I just trust their bats as well. Tyler Wells has been incredible, too. And, you know, you mentioned it. They have a strong bullpen. In the postseason, what? Your starting pitcher's going five innings, all four I need. innings? That's all I need. I mean, you you need five good innings, and then you can stack that bullpen. And I know you're – Amal, I know you don't like that because it's – No, you're, you're, in the, you're in the camp of guys having to be good every single time out. Go ahead. I, no, I don't disagree with you. I like it in the postseason when you have a, okay. bu a bullpen as good as Baltimore's. My problem is when teams do it with average pitchers and average bullpens. So that's why you don't like the Dodgers. Correct, because yeah. to me, if you have a, a horse, like right now, who, who would be the guy you look at in baseball that you say, hey, I'm going to give the ball to, he's going to go seven, eight innings, and you feel confident about it right now? Not many. Yeah, I know. That's why I was sitting there. Do they exist anymore? Well, I was trying to think of guys. Well, Sandy, go, Sandy will go seven for Miami when he is on. Yeah, but he's, Lo been, he's been bad this year. Logan, Logan, Webb. Logan Webb's a good one. Okay, He's yeah. a little high right yeah. now, but. He still pitched well overall for the Giants. My point is, if you can get Logan Webb through seven innings, then you get over to Rodgers and Doval, it's lights out with the See Giants. See you later. Yep. Yeah. So, it's a simple recipe. Correct. But the problem is, when you start bringing in the guys in the sixth and the seventh, Unless we go back to that uh, rare triumvirate that Kansas City had, 
right where they had what Holland Wade and uh, I forgot who the other yeah, guy Kelvin was. Kelvin Herrera. Herrera. Kel- Kelvin Herrera. Yeah, Thank Herrera. Great call. Look at this guy, Mr. Missouri over here. Right, showing off. right in my wheelhouse. 2014 <laughs> and 2015 <laughs> right. in Missouri. I mean, that's such a rarity where literally you were playing a six-inning game against the Royals. If you didn't get it by the sixth, it was over. But in the postseason, it became, you. So to Amal's original point of wanting the horses. The benefit of having those horses in a short series is you don't tire out those bullpen arms because the more you have to use those guys, the more it comes back to bite you at some point. Well, I mean, look, just look at game seven of the uh, 16th, 2016 World Series where Andrew Miller's giving up homers to Dave Ross. Not our Dave Ross. <laughs> I was like, damn, I that's mean, impressive. Honestly, he was so <laughs> Dave tired Ross at that point, is... he might have. <laughs> but, uh, you know, again, it's I get the argument against Baltimore. And also, when you have a team that's so far down the board at the beginning of the year, it takes a lot longer than it should to be respected. But the fact that their odds are the same as the Blue Jays, Dustin, at the beginning of the weekend, they were only $4 shorter than the Yankees. Dude, I wa- so, when I was on vacation, I watched them a bunch because my dad is an Oriole fan. He grew up in Baltimore. And they're a good baseball team. They if sure you are. watch them... They just do a lot of things right. They're good situational hitters. They have plenty of pop. They have a bunch of versatile guys. Like, they're just a good baseball team. The sum of the parts doesn't quite make sense at times, but, like, as a as a unit, they are a very impressive group. I, I don't disagree with any of what you said. And, frankly, this is the weakest I can recall the American League. I Have we talked about on this show the American League Central, aside from the fact oh. that – Maybe you could have gotten the Guardians at a decent price to win the division. I mean, the division is so bad. Hey, Minnesota's five games over 500. That's the furthest they've been over in two months. Well, congratulations to <laughs> Twinkies. I mean, you know. But all I'm saying is that right now, I get Texas has played well. I think their offense is, is elite. Um, but Tampa, even though their numbers statistically show they're up there from a run scoring standpoint, they've uh, they've had some issues. I mean, they just haven't been able to put it together of late. Uh, to me, right now, I get your argument on Baltimore, but I think the American League is so wide open, and that's why I think an argument can be made for anybody you think that can get into the postseason one through six. So, so all right, I'll give you that. By the way, Tampa 31-33 and 33 over their last 64 games. So two games underwater. Also, our Blue Jays are still disrespecting the market, by so, the way. So Amal's point, I agree with you on that as well, but Amal's point is right here, where – This is the most wide open I can remember any league being this deep into the season. Also, and and like the fears of super teams and big spending, look at the markets that are winning right now. Yeah, it's it's Baltimore did a whole rebuild through the draft. Uh, The Rays, who never spend any money. Houston, most of those guys have been homegrown. Toronto's best players are homegrown. Uh, Minnesota, yeah, they've done a little bit out of it, but a lot of those guys are either cheap or homegrown, Yankees stink. Even how are the Yankees twelve? The Yankees, Mets, and Padres stink. How are the Yankees? Explain this to me real quick, Dustin. The Yankees and the Red Sox have the same record. How can the Yankees and the Red Sox be eighteen dollars difference? Dustin, if we're on password, the clues would be. Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Lakers, <laughs> New York Yankees. <laughs> I 
I mean, come on, man. Wake but, up. No, it's but the Bombers. No, but that's ridiculous, though, Amal. I don't care what the what the names are. $18 difference is well, insane. Listen, the Lakers, were, were, Dustin, what was the high watermark on the Lakers this year? I got 60 to 1 in season. Okay, so they finally adjusted around but January. It was very quick. No, it was, but yeah. the, when they went when, when, what? They were, they were 2 and 12, the Lakers, yeah, right? Yeah, they were struggling. And, and, yeah. But my point is, you don't ever get the true legitimate odds yes, of, on of Dallas, the Yankees, and the Lakers. It's true. For what it's worth, I don't think Boston at 30 to 1 is awful at the moment either. Yeah, I don't but, think but it's but awful. I don't, I, don't think I, would, I don't think it would do it, but it's not awful. I, I don't think the disagree. Mariners, though, keep falling, though. Uh, yeah, I think the Mariners are on that same plane with the Padres. So th- that's a depressing one because that, that – Aside from the others, that felt like the most fun team on the rise, and it's just not happening. I like their pitching. They just they the know you like, you, there's nothing to dislike. You like the bullpen. You like the mix of youth and veterans. They have good power. They have enough contact guys. They have good defense. They have a superstar in Rodriguez, and none of it works. Yeah, but Paul Seawalt's their closer, though. <laughs> He's been a good reliever, man. I, I get it. I would like him better as my setup guy than my closer, but I think the closer position's a little overrated. It is. We can see why it's uh, why it's not paid as much. But we also, for the closers, the Mets bullpen is completely blown up because Edwin Diaz is sure. in there this year. Fair. So fair. Uh, I think that's your one argument. But in the end here on the American League, I think Amal's point is probably best more than anything. It's wide open because they're, the top of the league is the weakest it's been in a long time. And that's why I think you can go as deep as Boston and you can at least make an argument for seeing that team in a World Series against more than likely the Braves. All I know is if that team from the Pacific Northwest sneaks in, 40-1 to is dangerous. Dangerous. 100% agree. You can go with Seattle at 40-1 to as well. MLB Dream with a few plays on some player props coming up next on Sharp Money. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.